the light of loving. What is the light of loving? How do we restore ourselves? How do we awaken? How do we know that light of loving? You hear us all the time talk about you are the light of loving. God created you in God's image. And that is an inner light. That is the light of the soul. And that is loving. That loving truly is the essence of God. And we're having a few sound issues. <laughs> How appropriate, the light and the sound. So we're going to try to work those out here just a sec. It's a little bit, I guess our new microphones are almost too sensitive. They even get my breath. How do you want to do this? You can even hear them adjusting it. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. That's just me playing around. These new microphones are too good. They pick it up. Even my breath, as it hits the microphone, it's catching that. So just be aware. Wow. Okay. It's just going to happen, I guess, as we go along here. Wow. I don't know what to say. Is that too far away now, Pat? Or is that all right? Okay. I'll try to talk out of this side of my mouth. So that light of loving that we are, that God created us in God's image, and God created that light through the sound. God spoke. And as God spoke, that action of the sound, the voice of God, what we call the audible life stream or the Holy Spirit, God created through that Holy Spirit that light of soul that we are. You could say we're the firstborn. The soul is truly the firstborn of God. And that's who we are, that light of loving that God created through that sound is that light of soul. And so ever we want to always remember to come back to that origin original point of focus on the light and the sound for it is that light and sound of who we are and that God is. And this restoration or return that I speak of, it is through that action of the sound, that voice of God, the Holy Spirit, that that light of God that we are that has come into this physical creation returns back into the spiritual it is through that sound, that sound current, that audible life stream we speak of, that mantle or authority of the Holy Spirit that Jim and I talk about, that any true teacher of the sound carries that God has placed that with, that is the action of the Holy Spirit. Not only calling out to the soul, but actually through that movement of loving that that sound is, is restoring the soul, returning the soul back into the spiritual kingdom, back to that place from which we've all come. We've come out of the realms of spirit as that light, as that loving expression came out of the realms of spirit and down through the void and into the mind and the emotions, imagination, and now incarnated in the body having experience, but all along that sound current, that Holy Spirit of God that created the soul to begin with has always been with us, always. It's never left our side, ever. It just seems like it has as we've come into this creation. 
Has we forgotten in the darkness and the fear as it's clouded our awareness? We've just fallen asleep to that truth. And all we're doing here, I say all we're doing, it's a big deal what we're doing here. This action of meditation upon the sacred name of God is about the soul's return now. Those that are called back home, those that are answering the call are those that are completing the journey and ready, ready to begin the movement back into the spiritual. And it is through that sound current, through that Holy Spirit, upon which that journey takes place. And in here, we try to share directly about that, how it works, what it looks like, what it sounds like, how we can experience that. The real key here is the meditation and the initiation with that sacred name. For it is that sacred name that we share of here that's even referred to in the Lord's Prayer. It is through that sacred name that truly is the soul's connection with that sound of God, that voice of God, that true loving essence of God that carries the soul through all of its experience. Well, with the initiation, it is now placing that action of the sound, the Holy Spirit, into the soul's consciousness right in the physical body so that that action of return can begin and take place now. So the soul can begin to loosen its shackles, to let go of the chains, to pierce the veils of illusion and separation, to wake up out of the slumber. That's what we're doing here. It's so funny because often in meditation, the body will fall asleep. But if we focus enough into the loving, and if we've repeated that name in our meditation, that power in that name builds in our consciousness. And it is that power of that name as it builds within us, as we are focused here at the seat of the soul. Eventually that loving becomes stronger than all the gravity of the karmas, than all the illusion, the darkness in which we've fallen asleep. And it begins to break free of all of that gravitational pull, I like to say, that karmas are, what thoughts and feelings are. And so as that gravitational pull is broken through, well, then we begin to wake up. We begin to really see more clearly, spiritually. We begin to hear that inner voice, the sound current. We begin to experience that essence of loving, and in all that, we begin to know because we truly are awakening to what that is. That's what we're doing here, is awakening to the truth of what that is. We're not here to reprogram our minds. We're not here for psychological counseling. We're not here to clear karma. We're not here to do all these things of the world that the mind would have us believe are spiritual. Here in ILM, we're here to wake up to the truth that is God's loving. And there's no way the mind or emotions or imagination or body can perceive that. That can only be perceived and experienced through the soul itself. So we've got to come to the soul of who we are, to know that, to have that experience. So when we go inside in meditation here, and you feel that on your forehead or top of your head, that presence or pressure, if you see that purple or blue or golden white light, do you hear the inner sound? That is you, the soul, perceiving spirit. That is you. That's you waking up. If you 
or having experience and perceiving that spirit, that is you, the soul, waking up to that. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because a lot of you go, I'm having no experience. I see the purple light. I feel the peace. Yeah, I have that sensation. But nothing's going on. Just that awareness. There's a lot going on. Yeah, maybe you, the ego, which is the mind and emotions and personality, are not aware of what's going on or have experience of that movement of spirit. But yet you, the soul, is having experience. And all we're doing here is waking up more and more to that true experience of loving. And it often is subtle and quiet in this physical consciousness. But when you really get out, when the soul gets out of the physical consciousness and rises above, including the mind, you're going to really know the truth of the spiritual. There's no question. It is more real than your physical experience here. But it does take time. It does take patience. It does take work called the meditation over and over, day by day. 10% of the day. People always ask us, well, what more can I do? What more can I do to wake up, to get my freedom, to know the loving? Well, until you're meditating 10% of the day, there's nothing more to do. Two and a half hours a day is plenty to do. And the funny thing is, if you really are doing that, can do that, do do that, you're going to start to wake up. You're going to have the experience. You're going to know. And then there's not really anything else you need to do because you are now doing it. Sure, we have that LAF and taking responsibility actions we talk about. To me, those are supportive tools. And yeah, they're part of the process, that self-study. But the real action is through the meditation. The real action is that sacred name. That as we meditate upon that name, repeating it silently within our consciousness over and over, Day by day is where the truth takes place. That itself will liberate the soul. But if we can even participate it with it more fully by being more consciously involved, by taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions, by practicing being, loving, accepting, and forgiving, But when we take more conscious action on our own, we even empower ourselves and give ourselves even more opportunity beyond the meditation to awaken and to know. We enliven that truth inside of us and around us. And so that's what we're to do. God first and God only. Enliven that spirit within. But we want you to know that inner journey, if you were to perceive it, some of the things that come along with that, one of the ways that that sound current, that light and sound pathway appears to the soul in this physical creation not physically as in physical here, but in physical creation as in astral, causal, mental, etheric. That movement of light and sound will often appear as a purple light that if you were to see it on the inner realms, it often looks like a great tube or tunnel just winding throughout all creation. That's the action That's the pathway inwardly. It can be seen and experienced. I have found myself many times traveling within that tube through the center 
and even flying above it or around it and just following it as it winds on through all the different realms that the soul traverses back into spirit. Same thing with the blue light. Funny thing is with that tube with the blue light at a point up in spirit called the higher mind, it connects into the purple. And then the purple now continues where that soul journeys through the void and into the soul realm and into the true spiritual kingdom. That's one of the main ways. That's why when we talk about the purple light, and if you see it right here, you are seeing it where it is connected into you, the soul, right here at the seat of the soul, the spiritual doorway. When you close your eyes and you chant that name, and if you see that purple light, that's what that is. That's where that big hose is connected to you. And then all you got to do is step into it. That's it. But in order to even do that, we've got to break the shackles of the mind, emotions, imagination, and body in order to do that. That's why it takes time and focus. I don't want to say work. The real work is just focus. That's the work. It's just focus. It takes time and focus to focus over and over again into that Holy Spirit, into that light and sound, knowing that eventually you're going to pierce the veils of illusion and separation. And it is that path, as I described it, that does pierce it all. Because that pathway resides in every realm of creation, right into the physical. When we give you that sacred name and initiation, when we place our hands upon your head and share that name with you physically, it is anchoring it right here in the physical consciousness. But in truth, it is being anchored into the soul here in the physical consciousness. So be aware of that. You have that action of the Holy Spirit anchored within you if you've been initiated. And even if you haven't and you've been practicing the meditation and seeing that purple light, while it has awakened in you, make no mistake about it, it's just that the action of initiation and that anchoring of that empowers it, gives you greater access Gives you the true connection to God. Nobody's disconnected from God. Nobody. As said, the Holy Spirit's with everybody. The initiation just anchors it and awakens it and brings it now into ourselves more fully than otherwise would be the experience. And so it's important to empower that action within ourselves, even once it's been anchored. We have to bring it alive and empower it by doing the meditation, by repeating that sacred name over and over with a focus of loving, loving God and allowing God to love us. That's it. The more simple we can hold that focus over periods of time, the more effective or powerful it becomes and liberating the soul from all these things that would shackle it to this physical creation. It's how it's always been taught. It's how it's always done. At every time and age, it's always offered for when the soul's ready. It's a very special action. In truth, there's no greater gift that anybody could receive and that action of initiation, literally having that sound current, a direct relationship with the divine, a direct relationship where you're consciously participating 
not as a fantasy, a wish, or a want, but as a true conscious participation, just like you would in any relationship in this world. It's a direct relationship within. In the truest form, in the truest sense, when we talk about the radiant form of the spiritual teacher, it is God's loving spiritually. And God can appear however God wants, whether it's me or Jim or another spiritual teacher. Is that purple or blue light? Those are the ways most common or often, and that's why we speak of them. There's other ways as well. But we have to pay attention to really wake up and to know that. And that's what we're doing here. This path of sun and light is a pathway of conscious awakening. Conscious awakening. In that conscious awakening, the soul is being liberated. It is gaining its freedom from the karmic poles of this creation. Isn't that why you're here? Isn't that why you find yourself pulled, Thailand, in what we're doing? Well, you wouldn't be here otherwise. Jim and I know that. It is that inner pull that is that relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pause for a second because we're going to do a little more adjustment of my microphone. Sure. We got some new microphones, some really good ones, obviously, maybe too good. (laughs) So they pick everything up better. Yeah. Is that sounding better so far? Can you hear me all right? Sound good to you? I don't hear my breath doing it. Is that good? Great. All right. Yeah, that does sound better so far. All right. So that inner pull that we feel or experience or know inside of ourselves, that is the Holy Spirit literally surrounding us, filling us, encasing, encapsulating us to lift us, to bring us upon that journey. And all we have to do is let go and allow that action to take place. That is God's loving. That's how it takes place. But sometimes we feel that pull or that call, and all of a sudden we go into fear because we're afraid to let go of all the stuff we've been living all of our belief systems, all of our emotional processes, all of our fantasies, all of our physical experience, we're afraid to let go. But yet, here's what we've asked for. We've asked for God. We've invited God in. We've prayed for God. And here God shows up, and what do we do? We deny. We avoid. We resist. No, no, God, I don't want to give anything up. I want everything I want. I want to create more attachments. I want to fulfill my physical experience by overcreating and having more and more physical experience. Well, isn't that a lot of the reason people pray to God is to get what they want? Or do you pray to God to give up what you don't want? Or do you just pray to God to have God? The sacred name is the greatest prayer just to have God. And everything else will be taken care of in that prayer. If you just simplify and just focus your action upon meditation on that sacred name, that will take care of all the rest. That will answer the other prayers and give you what is there for you as a soul to truly experience, to fulfill itself here in this creation and to take away from you that which is distracting or getting in the way of your soul's fulfillment. It'll bring forward the experiences, the mindset, 
This isn't a group where we do positive motivation. A lot of people call it brainwashing. Oh my God, is this a cult that's brainwashing? Well, yeah, no. We want to wash our brains out, obviously, because of all the filth or the attachments, all the grossness that's kept the soul trapped. So yeah, there's the joke, but at the same time, there's the truth. Yeah, we are brainwashing. But not brainwashing in the sense of trying to control people's lives, tell them how to believe or what to do. You notice we don't tell you how to believe, what to do. We say, that's your choice. Go, go do what you want to do, what you feel is best for you. We're not even asking you to believe in what we're doing here. So I guess in truth, we don't classify as a cult as the way the world defines it then, since that's not what we're doing. But what we do encourage is loving. And to wake up and know what loving is, to know what God is. That's all we're doing here. That's what we're encouraging. And if you go for that, you're going to discover, as I have, that in that, God will really provide whatever we need, whether it's a little brainwashing, whether it's a little psychological healing, whether it's an out-of-body experience, whether it's an in-body experience, whether it's more peace and joy, or maybe it's a little more disturbance because you were too comfortable, so God comes in and shakes things up a little bit to, to get you out of that comfort zone because maybe you're stuck and you don't even know it because you've gotten so comfortable. I'm not kidding. Everybody thinks God's just about peace. But you see, if we're not living in peace truly because we're caught up in the illusion, but yet we think it's peaceful because we're not maybe experiencing any turmoil for a little while, that doesn't mean we're at peace. That means we're just truly asleep. I'm having a good, peaceful sleep. But in order to be woken up, sometimes we've got to be shaken awake. To shake awake. But if we're in a nice, peaceful sleep, we don't want to be shaken awake because we find that disturbing. But what if it really is God's grace shaking you awake because ultimately you've asked to be awake. You've asked to have God show you the way. You've asked God to assist and support you because you want to go home and wake up and know your oneness with God. So don't judge your own experience because it's going to happen in many different ways. I like that phrase, what can be shaken will be shaken. God disturbs the comforted and comforts the disturbed. That's all of that and more. So we've got to realize this and be willing to surrender and allow whatever's taking place, to truly allow it. That's another way of saying acceptance. We've got to come into acceptance with any of our experience, all of our experience, physically, emotionally, mentally, imaginatively, unconsciously, and spiritually. We've got to come into acceptance to truly, fully accept we have to surrender and let go fully. Let go fully. We have to do that. Truly, for God to be able to bring us home. God doesn't impose and force and make us. God comes, we're invited to support, uplift, assist. That's why we have to ask and invite God in. So if you want to make that part of your meditation to ask and invite God, if you consider that prayer, that's a great way to do it. We used to call this prayer and meditation and really moved to just calling it meditation, an active meditation upon the sacred name, because too many times people have associated the word prayer with asking, begging God, for this or that in the world, 
rather than about the action of the soul's return home into God. That's the only reason we dropped the whole prayer word. But we don't at all want you to feel like you can't pray or ask God. We want you to. But maybe just to focus differently than what you've been doing. Let your asking and praying really be that action of return and fulfillment rather than for things in the world, but really about your fulfillment as a soul leaving this world and a soul returning back into the spiritual world. So try a different form of prayer. And then ultimately, you're always going to come back to the sacred name itself anyway. It's just a matter of getting there. Just a matter of getting there. But when you get there, even if it's just stepping out of the physical and right into the astral, you'll start to wake up and know through your experience, whether it's through that purple or blue light like I described, or whether it's just you flying through a starry sky or a bright blue sky filled with sunshine, or even through areas of darkness where you just feel all alone and in fear that is so dark you can't even see right in front of you. Those are all the things we're going to go through. You don't want to fear the darkness, but when you find yourself there, because you will at some point, and you'll go through it, here's the key. You will go through it. You have to go through it. That's what the great void or etheric realm is that is surrounding this whole physical creation of the mind, emotions, imagination, and body. We have to walk through that darkness that is ever so fearful. But when you have that sacred name anchored in you, there's a knowing that all you got to do is turn your attention within upon that name. And as you do, all of a sudden, the light and sound awakens and you see the pathway right through the darkness. That purple light will just carry you. That river of loving that that purple light is carries the soul. That is, as I was saying, the sound. It's the light of God, but in that light there's also the sound that carries the light of God that we are through that darkness and into the white and gold light. That's the spiritual realms, that white and gold light. That's where we're returning into. But it's a heck of a journey. And we've got to be willing to walk it. So we can't just pray for God and pray for what we want. We've also got to be willing to take action and do our part. And a lot of our part is just doing the meditation and letting go. Just letting go. You've heard it before, you can't take it with you. So in other words, you've got to let it all go if you're going to go home. Funny thing is, you really wouldn't want to take it with you if you were to know the truth anyway. But you'll discover that as you go along and as you really surrender and give everything up to God and truly let go of all your attachments, you'll return. You'll realize you never needed any of the other stuff. You think you need so many things in this world? You think you need your belief systems and your feelings that have become habitualized now and we can't live without? We believe that. We think we really need those things. We don't. We really don't. Well, we're not going to know that until we're willing to let go. Many of you are having more of those experiences. Some of you are still wondering. Some just beginning to search. doesn't matter where you are in the journey. What matters is you just keep taking the steps. We're all taking the same steps. It's no different for any of us. It's all the same journey. Sure, our experiences may be a little different, but it's all the same journey. All of it. The light and sound of God. 
That is the path of initiation. That is the pathway we're doing here. We want you to wake up and really know the truth of that pathway. It's not an outer one. It's an inner one that can only be seen and heard inwardly. Cannot be seen or heard physically. That's why it's almost strange to have these gatherings and talk about it because there's no reality of it here. But hopefully in our talking, it inspires or encourages those that are seeking to go inside and to do the meditation upon that sacred name so that you can wake up and know the truth through your own experience. That's what we want for each and every one of you. And really, that's what you want as well. Even if there's other things maybe in the way right now, that's what you're really seeking. And we know that. That's why we keep doing this over and over. Jim and I know the process. It just takes time. It took us time. I know it's going to take you time. And so we're going to ever be here continuing to do this for the rest of our lives and then wherever that mantle goes for the next teacher and then the next teacher and the next teacher. It's always going to go on. It's always going to be here as long as there's souls here to return home to God. That's the good news. So we're never forsaken. This path to sun and light is always here. Always. That's why we even reference different teachers through the ages just to show the continuity, the history, that God is always present, ready, always. It's just a matter of when we're ready as a soul to really take the journey. And in that, that's the sole responsibility and job of any spiritual teacher is to really be here for the initiates, the disciples. And Jim and I are. I have no other reason to be here anymore. I was done with my journey at the end of 1999. I could have gone home and stayed there. But God asked me to come back to do the initiations, to teach this pathway of sound and light. God asked me to come back. I didn't want to come back. That's why you hear Jim and I making all the jokes over the years about not really wanting to be here. Because when you really know the truth of spirit, oh my God, you don't want to be anywhere else other than in that. It's painful to be here. It's painful to be out of the fullness of that oneness with God. But the wonderful thing is, any true spiritual teacher knows the truth through their experience. And here's the thing I want to share too. Any teacher can only bring their disciples as high as they've gone, as far as they've awakened. And so I'm going to make a boastful statement it may sound like, I've awakened to the heart of God and beyond fully, so I know. And guess what happens when a soul of any teacher that is fully awakened comes back into this physical creation to serve God and those that are seeking? That is the pathway. That awakened consciousness that a teacher holds is the pathway. That tube I described through all the realms, that's the real radiant form of the spiritual teacher, and that is anchored right here in me, in any teacher who holds that consciousness. I've seen it with Jim when I was waking up as a spiritual doorway by which the action of the Holy Spirit moves through to be anchored in initiation in the soul, for that soul to have its journey back into the heart of God. And it is done through any true master of the sound current. And that's what we're doing here. I want that to be clear, because maybe we haven't acknowledged it enough over the years or claimed it enough, the truth, the reality that that is. I've known this since 2002 and three. 
when all this unfolded with Jim and I. It took me a while to be able to step into it and hold that consciousness because it's not easy. You've heard me over the years a few times have a few tears and being pretty tired and challenged. It's not exactly easy when all the disciples' karmas are moving through me. It's really through the Holy Spirit, but guess what? That action of the Holy Spirit moves in and through me and Jim. Thank God we're not aware of what all the details are. I wouldn't want to be. But that movement of loving, working with each of you to assist you in breaking free of your karmas, that's not an easy one to hold. I wish this was as glamorous and easy and joyful as I was hoping it would be when I first started. It's not. But I also know now more through my years of experience the truth of how that works. And in that, I am finding ways to yet ever come into greater expansion myself. Because there's a part of me on a human level that I find goes into reaction or resistance with a lot of the mental-emotional processes in the consciousness. And so I've been working on just accepting it all and relaxing into it. And the funny thing is, as soon as I do that, it just lifts just like that. And this action from teacher to disciple and disciple to teacher, this is the inner outer movement of spirit. It's all about the soul's relationship with God. But in this world, there's this relationship we're participating in here as teacher and disciple. And so there's that movement of God's spirit in and through us. That's just the way it works. I don't like a lot of it, but I actually love a lot of it too because the loving that moves through is amazing. That's the part I really like. And the fine, the more I find myself coming into greater acceptance, that part of me on a personal level that would tighten up when I feel all the dynamics and energies going on, I'm learning to relax more. And as I do, it expands for yet a greater movement of loving to take place. And every time I do that, I find it easier on a personal level. And truth, you don't have to worry about my personal process. I'm just sharing it with you right now. Because no matter what my personal process is, that doesn't get in the way of the Holy Spirit and your relationship with it. It just makes it easier for me to work with you here. That's all. And that I'm ever wanting to do. And I'm seeking to do. So what can I do on a personal level to keep opening and expanding myself so I can move into yet a greater fullness of loving and accepting right on through the physical level? But knowing the real action is spiritual. But yet here we are in the physical. So we all need those physical examples and demonstrations and relationships to begin to see how that works, how it sounds, how we can participate. And so that's what Jim and I are ever attempting to do is through that participation. But it doesn't get in the way spiritually of what's really there for the soul, regardless of what we're all here doing physically, other than if we let it, by in other words, hanging on. If we can just let go, that greater fullness and freedom takes place. No matter how it looks, more of you are having more experience with myself and Jim as well as that purple and blue light. It's all the same. But it's also letting you know that direct relationship that you have with God. Because that's what it really is. We're just trying to work things out on this level so that you can really wake up and really know inside more fully and live that. When you can really take a hold of that and live that inside of yourself spiritually, it makes the physical a little easier. I wish it erased all the challenges. It doesn't though, but it does smooth it out and make it a little easier. But this isn't about making your physical life better. 
This is about you, the soul, gaining its freedom and liberation to go home to the spiritual kingdom. It's almost funny hearing myself talk about this because it sounds like such a fantasy in this physical level. And at this physical level, it is a fantasy. Spiritually, it's real. Before I had my own inner experience, I read about it, heard about it, thought, wow, that sounds amazing. I really want to know for myself. So I did the work and continued to to have my own experience so I know the truth of all that. And that's what's up to you to do as well so that you know. So do the work and have your own experience so that you know the truth of all that we share here and more. There's so much we don't even share because a lot of it is just the different details of the inner experiences. And those, in a sense, don't matter when it's the inner experiences through the astral, causal, mental, and etheric realms. But the spiritual realms, that's what really matters. So we've got to keep our eye on the goal and keep on going. You don't stop on this pathway. Don't ever think, oh my God, I've made it now. I'm done. I don't have to do anything more. It doesn't work that way. God is ever moving. Even when you wake up and know who you are in your place in the spiritual realms, even when you know that, you still got to keep on moving. You still got to keep on doing. It doesn't all of a sudden become stagnant. It doesn't just stop. It keeps on going. There's more to experience. There's higher to go. There's more to learn. But hopefully we can approach the learning maybe a little differently with more loving and accepting. And in that loving and accepting, that'll transform our consciousness. And then it's not about us praying for what we think we want, but then it's truly the grace of God transforming us in the way God wants. Thy will be done. On earth, it is in heaven. That's about the soul in the body, earth. Not about bringing God into earth and transforming the earth like many people thought Jesus was trying to do. He wasn't. He was there just like we are here today to share the truth with the disciples of that time. And any teachers doing the same. It's not about the physical world or transforming or changing this world. It's about letting go of this world and allowing God to bring us home. So I've talked about this as a relationship with God, giving you some insight and details of how that works and what it can even look or sound like. But we've got to engage and participate together. We've got to participate in this for it to happen. And the meditation is the main way to participate. So please, find the time. Make the time. That's really the most important thing to do here. That's more important than coming to class like this. It's truly the meditation. This supports all of that. Everything else we do supports but the keys, the meditation. I started right off the bat. I jumped in fully two hours a day and more. It's powerful. And yeah, I had a lot of good experiences along the way. It's been pretty fun. I've always liked change. I've always liked moving and having new experience kind of strange to find myself more settling down and settling in. I think that's more Jim, really. But I do like the stability, the solidness that comes with this pathway. That I've always been aware of. Every time I've turned inside to that sound current, it is the only thing I've ever found solid and stable. Everything else is built upon loose ground. 
It always shifts and moves and changes, but not the sacred name, not the Holy Spirit, not that living word that never changes. Even when it moves to another vehicle from teacher to teacher, the teacher is different, but that action of the Holy Spirit through each teacher is always the same. Each teacher just expresses it a little differently according to their own unique personality or expression, but it's always the same action of the Holy Spirit and the sound current bringing the soul home. That's why it doesn't even really matter who the teacher is or what they say. If it's really the action of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter the words. What matters is the initiation and the meditation on the sacred name. And we'll have exactly the experience we need to have. And one day we'll wake up and realize the perfection of it all and how different the truth of that perfection is compared to what we think or fantasize it to be. It's very different. So let your fantasies serve you, but just be willing to let them go when the loving dissolves them. Truly give it all to the loving. The loving will bring you home. The loving will dissolve all the pain of separation. You've just got to allow it. So participate, focus, and enjoy. Just like the nice rains right now. Washing, cleansing, bringing peace. And so does the movement of loving.